welcome in to the Four Beers Podcast. We have another four-pack today. We're doing Obscure Athletes. And before we get into that, it's been a while since we've been on the mics again. Feels good. What's going it really on? It does. Not but much. I, I've been busy as busy as ever, and so that's basically the reason why uh, we can't get together quite as often, which is a shame. It really is, but I'm just glad we can get together at all, honestly, with what I, I got going on. So I just don't great. know why you just don't like chloroform the baby and like sit next to you. Jesus. So it's just sleeping. You know it's not dead, but like it's just sleeping. That was aggressive. Why would we why would you go chloroform there? Like, you right, what, what's like something a, else like that's a, gonna knock a baby out? A pacifier soaked in whiskey. Yeah, I mean you could have went a lot of things that were way more <laughs> humane than chloroform. Bened- a crushed up Benadryl. Yes, Jesus. Maybe. Maybe just a little secondhand weed right in the face, you know, just something to keep it quiet for a second. Jesus. I like honestly think Ace Ventura chasing down that guy on the track with the rag. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't remember that. I have a really shitty memory. Speaking of what's uh why am I blanking on his name? Drew Carey. Or not Drew Carey, goddammit. Jim Carey. Jim Carey. Jim Carey. Um, see, I was blanking on his name. Did you guys see his Joe Biden uh SNL? He does Joe Biden mm-hmm. impressions on SNL. They're, I, they're I, fucking I, good. I, I watched and it. They're they're really good. He got he has his mannerisms down really well, and his the things that he says, oh, he has it perfect. Yeah, but not I, surprising. Though. That's why Jim Carrey's so good. He when he did that Andy Kaufman uh, yeah, movie, the man, the I mean, man on the Moon. Yeah, Great movie. that's that's yeah. awesome movie. And he he fully gets in character, and he mm-hmm. I think he's almost. That guy that like struggles to get out of character, kind of like the Heath Ledger thing. Well, have you guys seen it's just Kidding? So goofy. No. Is it the one where he can't lie? No, Kidding. Well, no, it, no, that's no that, the, you're thinking of it. Was it Bruce Hart? No. Yes, no, man. No, there's, there's yes, man. There's also there's, a Ricky no Gervais yes, man's movie. where he's a lawyer, yeah, and he, he writes all the things. But there's one where he's, or the yes man, he's a bank accountant. The lawyer one is one where he can't lie or whatever. Can't tell well, a single lie. That's a Mr. That's a Ricky Gervais movie. No, no, yeah, there is. Okay, this yeah, is yeah. this is there, there is the lawyer one is the one he where he can't lie. Yes, goo liar liar. I think it's called. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yes. Okay. Okay. Glad Anyways, we, we got that. But uh, kidding. <laughs> Glad we dissected that. Kidding. He's like the. It's a lead role. It's very interesting. Actually, based in Columbus, Ohio. Um, it he, it's weird. He's like a. A puppet artist, almost like a uh, what was the guy? It's recent. That, yeah, it's it's it's. 2018. Yeah, they. You're thinking of um, Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. The ventriloquist. No, I, uh, Mr. Rogers. It's like he's a Mr. Oh. Rogers type character where he's like looked up to yeah, by all these kids. little kids, kids, and yeah, and he's a puppet artist basically, and he has a show just like Mr. Rogers, whatever. But he's really like mentally just lost. It. He's deranged. He's like. I don't know, almost like bipolar kind of a thing. And, uh, Is it a series? It's, yeah, yeah, it's a series. It's really good. I, it's very weird. Very, very weird. Um, but I don't like him in serious roles. I'm going to say that. He, he was real. A, I, I just watched It's a weird I just one. watched Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. That's actually really good, too. I wasn't expecting much. I know it's good, but I've never seen it. And I don't, I don't think Jim Carrey's that great as a serious guy either. I, he was actually, I think, Truman Show's actually pretty good, too, I guess. He's but. underrated. I don't know. It's not. As, I don't think he's as bad as you guys 
I give him Drew. What's I that movie? Twenty three, where he's scared of the number twenty three. Yeah. Oh I've, my I've, god. Yeah. I saw that when I was a kid, so I can't really judge it. Were you scared? Dude, I, like. When I, I am or whatever time was. Like my mom called me. I was at a friend's house watching that movie, and this is probably back when we were, I don't know, freshmen, sophomores in high school. I was at a friend's house, and you know everything in that movie just somehow makes its way to 23. My my mom calls me, and the home phone number pops up on my screen. I add up all the numbers to my home phone number, and it equals 23. Jesus. <laughs> 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 Twenty three came out in 07, So Jesus. yeah, that'd be freshman year of high school. That's funny. It was yeah. creepy. Like there was a time where he woke up every night and like the clock always said twenty three or whatever on it. Good lord, yeah, that was like big, that's like uh, they, the exorcism of Emily Rose. I think it is where like great movie. three a.m. Like they wake up. Yeah, there's the something, yeah, there's something about that. And I literally the next day woke up at like three a.m. or it was like two fifty nine. I'm like fuck. Like seriously, there's something people forget. Yeah, I'm People laughing. Ties, great movie reminds me. Of, ask me about any movie. <laughs> hey, what's that? What's that from? <laughs> the Ringer. Oh, I've ask never me about any, any movie. I, that need, that's a great movie. What I was gonna say about the Exorcism of Emily Rose, that actress is Deb in. Uh, oh Dexter. yeah. Is she attractive? That's the question. Is Deb attractive? No. That's no. No. The age old question, I think. No. no. It's a definitive no Damn, from like I think all we are, three of us. I think we are all four on the same page then. I, I thought that yeah. was a hot take because of, you know, some of my college roommates thought she was attractive. So. There are some pretty big Dexter fans that say she's God's gift to Earth. But Speaking I, I of Dexter, coming back. Have we talked right? about this? Dexter coming, coming back. back. Yeah, I think so. I, have a, I, I was talking with. Uh, the top 40 Philly about it because he's a big Dexter guy and I was like well what if it's about like the kid spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen the show what uh, I'm just kidding I, I'm just well, yeah I'm like what if it is the kid though like what if the kid like it's well, like flash forwards years later and Dexter realizes the kid has the same problem as him so then now they're both killing people and you might be on to something I don't know for sure but Michael C. Hall is confirmed to be in the in the series so right I just don't know but, where they can take it because those two left. Spoiler again, spoiler. They like they they're literally ba- I think, left. I together. think that, yeah, I think they're basically just trying to fix their perceived fuck up. I didn't think the ending was that bad as everybody piled. You gotta on. end a show. You, I mean, any yeah, show has been on for ten seasons. It has to end somehow. It's like Game of Thrones, any other show. You well, have to find a way to find, end it. Find a show that it was breaking. Find a show that had a good ending too. I mean, it's it's not common. It's hard to do, especially when it's a bad. Had a good one. Did Sopranos have a good one? Sopranos, black, no. Sopranos, black, black, black. Yeah, no, yeah, clo- yeah. no closure. I think I think the high uh, dramatics there was good. Right. Yeah, I, I I don't think fans are as entitled to good endings as they believe they are. It's however, the show creators want to end the show. It's their show. So, since it's been a while since we've done like a a movie or series review, what's some good stuff that you guys watched in the past couple of months that you recommend to people uh man in the high castle i'm currently i'm currently two seasons I've, I've seen two seasons of that. it's it's getting to the point where <laughs> i dude goo i'm I, yeah i i i kind of am am getting there it's like it's getting to the point where in the beginning i liked it season one i liked it yeah. season two starts to go downhill and it becomes a little too sci-fi fake and it's just kind of takes a weird turn but 
Um, well, I don't know. think you're going to like how that series ends. So where where does where can you watch that? I haven't heard of that. One. Amazon, Amazon Prime. Prime. Okay. So uh, another one on Amazon Prime is The Boys that I just started. And I know uh, Guru like that one. Fully torqued right now. <laughs> yeah. That one that one's really good if you're into super superhero kind of stuff. Um, some of the well, acting I would say if you're so it's, it's is, like how much Ty hates Marvel. This is making fun of Marvel is in it, the most is extreme it, way. Is yeah. it dead it's, is it kind of like Deadpool where it like makes fun no. of itself, but it's okay. It, it, it it's like Marvel tries to be like, "Oh yeah, we're in the real world, this is New York." No. The Boys is like the real real world like if right now you were Superman. They have agents, they have a marketing team, they like go on publicity shoots, like they're legit celebrities with like agents and are just fucking like assholes. I don't have to give it a chance. It, yeah. It's really good. That's kind of why I like I the think Watchmen. I'm five Fs and and just recently started watching it, and I'm I'm excited to watch more. It is good. I like it so that, far. That uh, I forget what the actor's name that Homelander something star, but the guy that plays Homelander in that, like the Superman knockoff guy, it's terrifying. He is one of the best actors I've ever seen in a TV series. He is every time he's on the screen, he's supposed to scare the living shit out of you, and he Anthony does. Anthony Star. Yeah, it, it it's like when you're watching Game of Thrones, and you remember how much you just wanted to punch your TV every time you saw Joffrey. Like he made or you Cersei. actually hate Joffrey or Cersei. He makes you terrified of Homelander so well. It's like he, when he comes on the screen, I'm legit like terrified. Because at any moment he could do whatever he wants. I mean, he's Superman. Yeah, they you definitely find characters to hate in that series, which I think makes it good. The one criticism I have of it is that some of the lines and like their conversations are just corny as hell. But that might be With a Billy perfect Butcher. thing because a lot of times when I think they're corny as hell, somebody else will watch it and they'll be like, "Oh, I loved it." So. I don't know. I, I, I know what you're talking about. It's usually when like Billy Butcher's talking. I forget what that actor's name is too. He's Scourge in the Marvel movies, and he also was the main actor in Doom. Um, but he every every line he says because he has to do like this weird side tilt head thing. I fucking die of So he's Vince from he's Vince from Entourage. You have a head tilt. So what what about that um, the chess one you guys were talking about? Gold. Yeah, I did it all yesterday. Did you? I, what's it called? What's it, it's I mean, called it's Queen's called the Gambit. Queen, the Queen's Gambit, yeah. It, it's oh, a seven-episode series, minimal commitment, hour episodes. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Worth it's a watch? Definitely I, I worth a watch. I think so, yeah. Goo, one, I was going to say, Goo, the one that I'm very appreciative, appreciative of, jeez, can I spit it out, um, is Rick and Morty. Even, like, I know I'm late to the game here, but... I thought you were going to say Succession. Succession's okay. You son of a bitch, I'm in. Succession's overrated, but it's good. It's good. There's, it's not more than good. That's okay. my opinion. Anyways, All right. Uh, but Rick and Morty, like, I, I watched that. You, you made me watch the pilot, like, hungover one day uh, after, I don't know, someone's bachelor party or something. Way up there, Morty. And then, way <laughs> up there. and I was, like, I was like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, this is just. This is a little too far out there. And then all of a sudden, like, I actually Dude. took took into it. And after a few episodes, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so in. This is great. The references are great. It's actually, like, some highbrow humor in there. Yeah. It, they, they put an effort. It's not, like, corny jokes. You know what I mean? Like, they will set up. The whole 30-minute episode will be a setup for one 
five second punchline, but when that five second punchline hits, you're just you're just laughing the whole time. And there's frequent callbacks, and it it's just it is, mm-hmm. and it's oh like, God, and it's so actually funny. like if if you like science and technology, which clearly us four kind of like to discuss. I mean, it's right up your alley because it, that's the entire part of the humor and the depth of the show is is based yeah, on that. So. That's I mean, my they favorite part. Try to really make it hard for you to like point out flaws. Like, all right, yes, I get that you can't actually make like a interdimensional portal gum, but if you did, it like <laughs> actually that's how it would work. And it's like, pretty, there's, like, the science is like pretty valid yeah. stuff because yeah. they know they they know that if they wanted to hit that demographic that would like that, they they should probably like do a good make job. Full, yeah, make, yeah. It's not like the Big Bang where they're trying to be highbrow but have, they're they're not hitting good scientific like, he's called ba- big bang highbrow no they're tr- they're trying well, to be, you know I'm what i mean they're joking. trying to be like smart they're, and they're throwing stuff out there yeah they, they they throw out an equation or someone's theorem and they put a laugh track behind it and then the mm-hmm. dumb people dumb people laugh because they've been told to laugh yeah so i i had one one last one that uh I want to recommend that I binged watch. I mean, I got through it. It was disturbingly quick. But uh, Yellowstone, which is on the Paramount Network, and I don't even know what channel it used to be. It might have been like True TV or something turned into Paramount Network. But no, True TV still a thing. Well, I, I think it's, it was one of those. I don't, it's a new channel, but um, Yellowstone's a like a western from modern day Montana. And it is badass. And if you have, has anybody else watched that one? No, yet? but I've seen it and I've thought about it. I was like, it's so good. I I've heard, I've heard good things. That enough to other people. It's, it's like uh crime filled drama. Uh, just being badass. Like, I don't know. It's cowboys and modern Indians. It's like today's, today's version of cowboys versus Indians. The only thing I know about the Paramount Network is that it's the channel that has Bar Rescue on on Sundays when I'm yeah. over. Yeah. I mean, also a crazy theory. <laughs> it's it's Kevin Costner, so mm. it's, it's great. Nice. So, okay. ooh, the trial of the Chicago Seven. I'll throw that one out there, lad. That was really that's cool. a movie, right? It's a movie. It's like two hour movie. It took place like a lot of big names in that. I think I remember right. Yeah, it's good. So uh, another kind of topic here is election stuff now Ooh. i mean i'm I'll, I'll release this before november 3rd uh but the, we talked about joe rogan and alex jones talking about how they were gonna go uh live and just i don't know get drunk and and have a discussion as as the results are coming in i think that will be either a hilarious to watch or b we should do that like ourselves just amongst ourselves just fucking <laughs> sit down get drunk and watch the coverage record what is that tuesday it is it's tuesday i will say that after listening to them talk about getting wasted for election night i now too want to get drunk and drink during the entire election result i I I did that in yeah. I I did that in 2016 and it was a really good time because I mean it turned out kind of how I wanted it to but yeah this one's gonna be either I'm drinking because I'm happy or I'm drinking because I'm really sad. I think this for me it's I'm just or drinking because I'm sad. Like, well, period. Yeah. <laughs> Generally, you feel bad for the country, but just 
I don't know if I want to get that inebriated. I feel like I'm going to have to keep my gun close hand for the riot. Well, you do live in a major metropolis, so. Whoever wins, there's going to be a riot. I yeah. don't see one person winning out of, like, the, what, the six candidates that are well, on the ballot. And then, that and, is then not right. and then you have the whole issue with uh, Pennsylvania being, like, the hot, most hotly contested state, and then they just extended the fact that they can count ballots. Um, after the yeah, see, election I day, I don't think we're going to come to a, a big grand finale on Tuesday. They're either they going to keep counting votes um, for a while, and it's not yeah. going to be definitively determined, or one side's going to argue the other for winning, and they're going to have to go through this extensive after period of of recounts and all that shit. So, I don't well, think what it's was the, be a the bad thing. Day. Well, we were we were super young for 2000, but that 2000 election drug out for like a month afterwards because the Florida election got taken to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court had to decide, hey, we're not counting ballots anymore. It's done. It is what it is. And then the Supreme Court ended up giving it to George Bush. But we were too young to remember that. I think it's going to be anticlimactic, but if if one side is decided, um, I'd be happy. It's just over with. Actually, I actually went to, this was ridiculous. I took my car in to uh, get like the oil changed or whatever and went on a walk while I was doing that. I'm like, you know what? Shit, I'll just go walk to the the voting place and go vote. I stood in line to go vote and holy shit, the line was, it was taking forever. And I, I don't even know if they had, I just had one polling station, but I wasn't even able to vote. So I had to just turn around and go back because i needed to go pick up the car i'm like well i guess i didn't have time to vote i i hate to see what uh it's going to be like on actual november 3rd maybe i won't even get to vote i did they need to do something there has to be a way the united states government can get an online voting thing to work it's nope. not that hard what you know nope. it's not that hard how do you how do you verify identification but or whatever, not Bitcoin. Dude, but I don't know. There's a camera on everything. You can vote on your phone. It can like face recognize you or some something type. Nope. It's not going to be quick. You might have to go through some long registration things, but they need to figure that out because mailing the the by mail is horrible. I had to do the by mail, and I took it to a post office because I didn't know how to do it. And you, I needed to ended up having to need sorry two stamps. I needed two stamps on the thing to vote. I didn't know that. Nobody told me that. I how the fuck am I supposed to know that? No, I'm and not saying. I'm not stamps, saying you are. Right, I'm but just, if you didn't have two stamps on there, which I know several people that mailed those out two stamps, the, the are, they thing, are they going to get there? Online things sound sketchy now just because of, like, we hear about all the influence that we have, even the way it is now. So you feel like online stuff, that sounds sketchy. But do you think that so many people voted early that the polls won't be as packed as we think? No, the polls are going to be slammed. I think this is going to be overall. There's, there's just that many more people voting. No, it's not yeah, that I either. Think this it's is just going to be COVID, social distancing stuff. Yeah. Well, I think this is going to be the biggest turnout. That's true. In terms of an election in modern history. Yeah, I've never seen anything where Snapchat I think Dr- is sending me notifications to vote. Like, <laughs> well, I think Drudge said that 82 million people have already voted. So I, I mean, I think you... that's the change in time, though. Like we're so in social media and people are just trying to influence the vote portion of it. I think it's only going to keep increasing. Yeah, all of your social media I mean, apps yeah. are telling you to go vote, which is, like, I mean, honestly, it's the, good. Well, past, I, I can't right, remember all these, like, people might, 
in conversation to say, yeah, it's like good to vote, but they're not like trying to force you to go vote and they're not influencing yeah, like, the I vote stickers or whatever. That's like, my you, favorite part about the whole miss out celeb. Sorry. They, they make they turn it into like uh um you're you're wrong if you miss you miss out on this uh opportunity. Which that's, that's they're not they're not completely wrong, but it just feels a lot more forceful to get out and do it. Yeah, that's that's kind of my favorite aspect of the whole hey, go register to vote, but there's like the subtle or like the, the little implication behind it where it's only if you're going to vote for the person that I want you to. Yeah. It's not actually a benevolent, hey, I want you to exercise your civic duty. I want you to go vote the orange man bad out because right. that's there's, how we There's a hidden message behind it. They definitely are trying to force people to go do it to line up their agenda. Yep. I mean, they, they have four years to figure it out until the next time we got to do this again, but well, I think they need to get an online thing set up. They're not going to do that, dude. It's dude, not. They have to, Ty. It's so bad right now. It's so bad. I don't think vote. I think voting's been the easiest. This has been the most accessible voting's been in our lifetime. But it still doesn't make it the, good, the, Ty. The, the polls are open. You can go down to your that polls. That does not make it, it good. It definitely wasn't accessible took- when I went the other day. And I don't know if it was a COVID thing. I don't know if it was because the location, the location that I went to is in a certain area and maybe dude, I don't, I don't know, but it, in a city, it, uh, it was a line that looked like it wouldn't take long. It was like, I don't know, looked like I was 30 deep, but you know, in voting, it doesn't take long to vote. Like, I don't know. It really doesn't take long, especially when there's eight stations, you would think, you know, eight to 10 to 15 stations, whatever. I don't know. You would have thought that as slow as this line was going, it was like one in one out. They had to have just had like one voting booth. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I just left. I was like, I don't. I literally can't have time for this. I have to go back to work. Like, I don't have to. It was. It was actually frustrating. And add on top of that, that I'm not voting for either of the candidates that have a chance of winning. So I was very uh, annoyed. So. Oh, you're voting for Kanye? Duh. Uh, who else is there to vote for? <laughs> Kanye was even on there. I'd have right Kanye. <laughs> Yeah, Kanye. Did so you write it I, as the vice? I actually, did, I actually didn't see a write-in portion on my ballot when I voted today, but it's all yeah. I saw the write-in. Uh, I wasn't looking Amber for Rose. it. So, Damn, Jesus, <laughs> that ties into how we're doing our order. If, yeah, if we would actually wanted, start no, do our episode instead yeah. of ramble for fifty yeah, minutes, let's do it. No, that's all right. We're we're itching to get back on the mics and just you know shoot the shit. So it's all right, but. Back to, if you forgot from the beginning, Obscure Athletes is the four-pack. And uh, I will say that we had one member of the Four Beers podcast who was really passionate about this. And the other three had to muster up some answers. So we're really excited to hear um, Goo's answers. And the order today is by the time we voted. So Goo, it's been a couple weeks. He did the mail-in. He's up. Ty voted today. I'm going right in the morning of the 3rd, and Shim's doing it after work. So the order's goo, Ty, screw and, and to set up like what we mean by obscure athletes, like I, I was kind of thinking when we were talking about it, like obscure f- athletes that we like like. You know, like my, where it comes at yep. for me at least, 
is like, you know, either in childhood or whatever, I had, a, I liked this person and I look back on it now, years later, and I'm like, holy shit, that this is just a random athlete that I like. This is, they, you know, whatever. It could be mean different things for everybody, but that's kind of where like my brain took this category. It's, it's going to be interesting to see where we all take this. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll start. Just, I will get the beer to crack because I got I got it one to crack. I just, I just um, I've got a bottle, so I'll just right, cheers into the it. other bottle. Gotta crack it. All right, you lead us off. Yeah, I'll start by saying I watch all these guys whenever they're like in tournament or competition or whatever they're doing. I have several of them of their events recorded, so these are current people that I enjoy watching but they are obscure so i'm gonna go first off jason belmonte the Jeez. michael jordan of bowling the best bowler to have ever lived he's got credited for inventing the two-handed bowl this guy is australian is a is a stud of a bowler he is incredible where is his titles they're like insane he's won like 25 pb pba titles making him only 11 players in history with at least that number He's got the most of all time. Like, he's insane. I mean, he's, his net worth is... That's not, not the guy. Impressive. That's not the guy that did the, the nut chop. Who do you think you are? I am. No, it's Pete so, Weber. Pete Weber. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Right. That's what I wanted to bring up. Has anybody else heard of this Jason guy? No. Because bowling, maybe they don't air it anymore, but I it's on, it's on YouTube. Most people knew of a bowler or two growing up. Including like the Pete Weber, and so Pete Weber still does it. Highlights. He's a douche. Pete Weber is a douche. He still does it. He wears like the half see-through sunglasses. Like okay, but sunglasses. How do, how do you watch him bowl on ESPN I, on Sundays? Sundays well, for bowling. Well, so Sundays you well if you forgot. I record, to sw- I record forgot all to the PBA airings, and I've watched the past ones. It's I pick, so me and my coworkers is how I got into it. me and my coworkers started bowling. I have. Two bowling balls, a bowling bag, shoes, and several wow. other accessories. Right. I have shoes as well. Yikes. Yeah, best investment. I, I ever. can go get them. They are the bowling balls are sweet. But he, Jason Belmonte, is credited for inventing the two-handed thing. There's other people that are really good at it, like uh, Jesper Svensson, the Swedish guy. But if how we think of bowling is the traditional one-handed, that's Sean Rash. He he is got the most crisp, crisp single-handed bowling. And a lot of the older people are like pretty pissed off about Jason Belmonte, but that's my number one best bowler, the Michael Jordan of bowling. You know, two-handed bowling is something I pull out every now and then when I'm struggling, when we're like bowling with friends, and I'm just kind of like buzzed, and I'm like, I, nothing's working right now, so I'm going to try to two-hand bowl, and it works for one bowl, and then you yeah, try to. You get a it. lot more spin on the bowl. Yeah, you have to take an extra step back because you're now you're doing a five-step approach with two-handed, okay. whereas with one hand you're doing a, a four-step approach. So it's you're doing a I didn't crow know hop, you were this into like bowling. Getting... Yeah, that's <laughs> no, pretty I... crazy. But I will say there's there's not a much better feeling than when you get a good spin and it you get lucky and it spins right and you get a strike off it. I mean that is a power one. Drew, I don't know why you would say lucky. I mean, maybe you're speaking from your experience, but for me um, it's like know. the best experience. You're finding if you're not excited that you get over 100. Everybody's goal when they go to bowl what? is to get mm-hmm. higher. That's it. Mm. If I get... Since I've started bowling with my two balls, because I have a spare ball and a normal ball, 
if I get under a one seventy five Drew, I Jesus, I'm doing fucking horrible. I didn't wow. realize you. Were once such you get a guys, once you get a ball, once you get like yeah, it's these both these balls are fitted to my hand. Like I went and got them drilled. Once you get actual balls, Jesus. It, see, it's so much easier. See, I can't spin. It's incredible. So you can't spin though the. The the balls in a bowling alley. I are know they're spare balls. They're not made to spin. Yeah, they're there's made no, to there's no off straight. There's no eccentricity to their mass. There's no core. The core yeah. looks like a top, and yeah, when no. inside there's like a little metal top in there. And I could just roll my ball like down my floor right now, and it will start to curve. Wow, like, must they're be just nice. made to curve. So once you get a real ball, it's it's pretty easy to get. It to I don't move, know. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about going to bowling alleys think, though with everything going on. Uh, why nobody's lesson on bowling? Didn't know that was going to go this route, but if you want a great YouTube series for bowling, I subscribe to these guys. They're called Brad and Kyle. They're two of course they are. Brad Brad Miller and and Kyle. Brad and Kyle. Dude, they're two frat bros, and they're fucking hilarious. But they're really good at just showing you how to bowl, and like they break it down. I feel bad because none of my picks are going to whoop your ass, you. None of my yeah. Let's come 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 up to Finley. Um, All right. Tire up, more centrally located. I feel bad because none of my picks are going to be this in depth. Um, none of them are. Only good. Yeah, Jesus. That's all I'm going to get. Uh, so my first pick is going to be. So Goo went with modern athletes, and it seems like that's going to be a theme throughout his. Mine are going to be older athletes. Um, not any modern athletes, Same. really. Uh, my first pick. My first pick is Spud. Nice. Uh, the the five foot seven guard who played for the Atlanta Hawks and won a slam dunk contest in 1986. He was one of the shortest NBA players, and I just always like growing up. My dad was always like, like nudging me and being like, "You remember, you, you don't remember Spud Webb?" I'm like, "No, Dad, I'm seven, and he played in 1986." Uh, but I had like a Spud Webb basketball card, and he was always just like an anomaly because he was so short but could dunk. So that's my pick. I remember early uh, N64 like NBA games. I feel like they'd have some throwback teams and stuff, and Spud Webb and like Muggsy Bogues were the two guys that were so fun to play with because they were so short on the screen and they'd go up and dunk like they were seven five. Look, look like they're riding an escalator, or flying like on an elevator, just jumping up so high. Yeah, that's the same one where Shaq looked like a freaking bus because the pixels were so messed up because he was so wide. All right, so my number one pick. The most dominant athlete, if you can call him that, of any competition, Joey Chestnut. <laughs> All right. Not Man Eater X? Hell no. Joey Chestnut. Go with the American? Is Keru Kobayashi? He yeah. is what you think of. For, I mean, 4th of July, America, Joey Chestnut winning a hot dog eating contest. That's. I mean, it just always happens. He's dominant. I mean... It's not like I watch it live, but you always see the highlights, and every year he seems to break a record by like half or one hot dog. And he's lost one competition since 2007. Dominant. It just screams Fourth of July, America, beers. Great. Do you remember when we tried that, Drew, and Mandy's pool party, and we all were there's like probably ten of us guys there, and we're all like, oh, at least get twenty in this time frame. So we go out and we buy at least a, like it. I think wasn't actually around a hundred hot dogs, and then we all did like six, and now we have eighty. I think I watched because I got DDT'd on the fucking cement before that happened. <laughs> Yikes! That's possible. 
So anyway, no, I didn't partake, but I, I think the only like food eating challenge I've ever done, it was just like milk and that was awful. Yeah. Milk. It was like field day or something in high school. They decided to. Oh, we got that by the teachers. We had to chug a half gallon at the end. Yeah. It was, it was an awful idea. Everybody was just sick and throwing up. (laughs) I'm surprised the teachers, uh. Went along with that. They had, they had no had a lot of influence. Obscure athlete, Joey Chestnut. Shim's All right. I am going to go with a Detroit Lion, as I am a Detroit Lions fan. And that Detroit Lion is Corey Schlesinger. Jesus. Fullback uh, for the Lions. Let's see what dates did he play. He played from 95 to 2006 for the Lions. He, so I mean, he blocked for, for Barry. Barry Sanders, um, but he also I, I think the real reason you loved him as a Lions fan, I, I don't know. Is you a he was just gritty. He was a gritty fullback as they all are. He's out of Nebraska, you know. Uh, but the biggest thing for me was like you you would play video games like Madden and whatnot, and he'd be I'd I'd hand off fullback dives on the goal line all the time with him, and he was just a unit. Like you couldn't you couldn't stop him. It was like putting. Jerome Bettis back there. And so for that, I, I just constantly handed at, handed it off to him in goal line situations. And he was, he was my dude. Like, and he, and Corey, he's, he's Corey Schlesinger almost sounds like Google, Google Corey Schlesinger, YouTube it after this. Like he legit was like one of the, he's one of the better fullbacks that's probably ever played the game. Honestly, he doesn't get a whole lot of credit. I'm serious. I'm dead serious. He's I, I mean, probably besides top five the buzz, ever played is the game. other good. Yeah. Well, he, he went to Nebraska, Mike, so yeah. Uh, and things. But I'm I'm telling you, there is something to cheer about with the big guy getting like doing his job, and when you see a big guy just running down the field, oh, I think why why Schindler picked him. I have a very similar pick coming up that I know you guys don't know, but it's very similar to that. He just brings like a a different kind of energy. We're gonna have to tweet out this picture of Corey Schlesinger at, at Nebraska because it's I mean it's. Pretty he sick. looks like somebody that would play at cold water right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you're on the clock oh shit, again. I forgot about that. Yeah, okay. Um, Lost I in the will, snake. <clears throat> I will go with Scooney Penn. Uh, mm, Buckeye. Nice. And he played with Mike Red and uh, Michael Johnson. They had a uh, a final four run, I believe. But and I was pretty young when he played. But I remember me and my brother. We were both obviously both really young, and we would play on our like Fisher Price rim down in the basement. And I would always pretend to be Scooney Penn. Like it was, you know, Scooney Penn and Michael Red, and it was that was just that was just what we did. And so. For that, he he never he was small. He was undersized, so he never transitioned to the NBA or anything like that. I actually don't know if he played overseas. I have to imagine he was he was a pretty good. Uh, but then, actually, doesn't he isn't he coach for the Buckeyes like now too? Yeah, he's the director of player development. Okay. I, I was going to say he he uh, he was a stud. Let's see, yeah, he played overseas for like nine hundred different teams, all in Italy. It looks like for the most part. But anyways. Scooney Penn brings up a couple guys that I could throw in here that I didn't think about before, but 
it's uh it's up to drew um i'm gonna go with travis pastrana the innovator of his day for dirt bikes and he's turned into a racing in general athlete i don't know what you call him but i mean dirt dirt cars right yeah, he's what are those called? car rally cars. He does. And he had like a he's TV show. In... Yeah, Nitro, Nitro Circus Nitro might have been Circus, one of yeah. the best okay. TV shows. Of all time. I'm. I was like the first dude to do a backflip, and that was back when X Games double backflip was awesome to watch. I don't know. Everybody would tune into X Games. Nobody even knows when they are anymore. And I haven't so, seen an X Games highlight question, in five question. years. Was did, was it just the timing of X Games? Like, are we the only generation that all of a sudden just got into X Games just because we were at a at an at the right age? Yeah. You know, like middle school. We were when we, they were hitting we their were high. We were young and peak. impressionable. Yeah, I think so. I, I also think there was there was a documentary I watched about this, like because that stuff has been going on like dirt bike racing since like dirt bikes were a thing, but all of a sudden out of nowhere, someone just dumped an insane amount of money into it and was like we're putting on this on espn and we're gonna make it like extreme that's when like monster energy was huge so like red yeah. bull yeah. all the different events that red bull would televise like uh mm-hmm. it's really like this big stunt they would dive in and yeah. our show like special on sunday night that was just the red and bull then they stunt. also it was just like the same time that they that like tony hawk pro skater was a thing and then right after that Right after Evil that, it was like the dirt bike, ra- like racing games and the dirt bike trick games, and you could be Travis Pastrana and do all these like big air tricks. And it was like a, you know, that was the game you would play with your your boys. You would go back and forth on big air tricks and see who could land the nastiest thing. Yeah. What was it? His number like four nine nine or no clue. something like that. So did X Games come out of like um, skating, or was it more? So was that the first thing, or was it Winter X Games? Because I feel like X Games tried to capitalize on the fun of like. Started it. I think skateboarding Sorry. was the pioneer, okay. and then it moved to dirt bikes, yeah. and then Winter took over from that. And they they keep coming up with like different new things to try to make it relevant. But I think it struggles. Like you know, Winter X Games, you had the Sean Whites, and yeah, it always well, it always seemed like to me that Winter X Games was just trying to capitalize on the popularity of this the winter olympics when they came around every four years fill the gap it's a huge deal for people that that do those kind of things like out in the mountains and at those ski resorts like it they tune in like it's a super bowl but for the average person uh i don't think it ever hit bigger than like when we grew up in it and it was like it would be televised on espn like the entire week they'd show every event it was like the olympics well, I mean, there was video games yeah. with those guys in it. Like, that's that is insane. I think. All right, Ty. Yep. Uh, let me pull it up here real quick. Um, so my my picks are going to now start revolving around favorite teams. Uh, but my second pick is Corey Dillon, running back. He in was phenomenal um, when I grew up. Uh, so the reason I picked Corey Dillon was because in. 2000 he broke the single season or the single game rushing record held by oj simpson for 23 years up to that point um oj rushed for 273 yards well or sorry no walter payton held the record my bad uh he rushed for 275 yards Corey dillon rushed for 278 yards against the denver broncos and uh when i played madden 02 with the Bengals, there was and this isn't going to get into anybody's picks but it was uh cory dillon the quarterback was Achilles Smith. 
that could be an obscure pick. And the wide receiver was Peter Warwick. Just an incredible lineup of players that should have been, but Dick LeBeau was the head coach, and we were 2-14 and 14 that year. So Dick LeBeau won a couple of Super Bowls. Ty, what are you talking about? Yeah, as a defensive coordinator, he wasn't the, he wasn't the chief. He wasn't the head guy in charge. So, All right. That's my pick, Corey Dillon, running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, goo. Anyway, all right, I'm up. Fresh right. pick. Yeah, I guess I get uh, I get back to backs here. So I was like concerned about who I was going to put. Like you guys was going. Is that New Year's? We haven't heard these before. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to a guy that when you're like, oh, how do you watch Jason Belmonte? I watch this person because he's on or doing his thing every every single day from 11 a.m. To 5 p.m. I can watch him do his thing. And that is an esports guy that goes by the name of Nick Merckx. Real name, Jesus. Nick Kelchef or whatever. Drew, you might know him from Fortnite is how he yeah, got popular. PMT. He's a, yep. Yeah, so he's like he's a streamer uh, and he just plays Call of Duty Warzone right now, like I said, every day. And he's just like your, I think like kind of could fit in with us. I mean, he grew up in Michigan. He's a Michigan fan. Um, Boo. Yeah, this is probably his only downfall. But I mean, he—he—it's hilarious because he just makes fun of all the guys he plays with, like how we just shit on our friends. It—it's hilarious to watch. And when people are, uh, you always think like your mom's like yelling to get off the Xbox. You're not gonna make any money. Dude is racking the millions right now. He's got like it's something crazy, like fifty thousand subscribers on Twitch. So to subscribe to him on Twitch, it's several bucks a month plus you he gets donations hundreds of dollars of donations a month he has two youtube channels with both over 300 million followers on youtube channels i mean he's racking up the millions and millions of dollars that's my second guy nick Merck. can we get into so, some, some some twitch talk hold on time though understand. first off I, we, we shouldn't be I giving just, these no, guys no. a sports uh, like we said athletes He's sports, dude. He's <laughs> yeah, clean. No. He's sponsored by the good. same team. He's good. Here, here's the thing with streamers, and he they don't just play like their one game. They play whatever game is popular to get the biggest following. So they have to be amazing at every new game. So they have to go from Fortnite when it's a hit, and then Fortnite dies down, so they go to Call of Duty and it's a hit, and then you know they'll they'll play like. Among us, on their, on the thing, like they just they go for whatever the fans will follow. But those guys are crazy, and they they win tournaments that are they're winning millions. Uh, I mean, yeah, that, if you can't put like there's some of the other a big, obscure athletes that streamers have but, to be okay, in there. Okay, Tomo, yeah, I'm just saying the word athlete. You gotta, you it's it's not that it it's talking. We're talking about athletic Dude, competition. What they're doing isn't athletic. This is this is the same kind of it's athlete. Called well, but that's sports. just because yeah. that's what they call dude. it, but that is, doesn't mean it's an actual sport. Okay, dude, their hand eye coordinate like hand eye coordination is, is an actual thing. I, like their reflexes are fast. That's why you see. So sure. he's not yeah. like on no, a pro team for like League of Legends. Like that's still doing the thing. He's he's on a team of Phase Clan or whatever. That that's all. Is Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, the basketball player, is on Phase Clan as a pro uh, esports guy. But like the the guys that play in like the tournaments that don't really stream, like Shroud and those kind of guys, their peaks are at like twenty two, and after that, because yeah, like they get a life and they stop playing like video 30. games. 
No, it's dude. Your it's kind of like the Rubik's Cube down. documentary what we watched yeah. where. It's the exact same thing. Because you can't sit down, there and spin a cube for all Or no, like, you grow up and you do. Yeah, you grow up and you find other things. You can trash. I'm not trashing them. I'm not trashing them. Yeah, I'm not trashing them. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it's not sport. That's all I'm saying. So talent. It's a talent they have. I think I look at a streamer gamer as more obscure than saying a relevant NFL running back. If we're talking obscure, yeah. And he and the thing about him is he's not. He's clearly not the best. He just has the. He's just the most watchable guy there's guys with like husker ninja symphony tifu those guys are better are those, than, is that those are things those are those were names of streamers <laughs> tim the tap man well tim the tap man sucks he's a so I, I know probably. tim the tap man because of, of the fall guys oh, thing he, and how he sucked at that but, but he makes tim the tap man nick Merckx makes their money off of being personable guys and being funny everybody else makes their money off of being really really fucking good at the game and that's, not personal. That's the other thing that I mean. That's a kind of a big deal, like a differentiating. It's almost like entertainment. It's not. It's not sport. Well, it's, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like pro it, wrestling. It's competition. They're still it's in tournaments. He's still winning tournaments against but other. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. It's just... All right, so that's it. If you hated Nick, no, Marks, I don't hate. Jim, I don't hate really it. I just don't. I don't think it's an athletic boy. thing. All right, you don't. He doesn't, he doesn't identify with. All right, well, you're I just think not identify just, with this next one at all because this. Dude is it a sport? The next one. This one, I don't know. <laughs> this guy picks up and puts down heavy things. We can count that. Oh, man, is it Magnus? Is it Magnus for Magnus? No, no, it's not Magnus. Magnus would have been a good one. I didn't even put any uh, strong one on here. That would have been fucking gold. But no, this is Matt Frazier, Matthew Frazier. Five-time CrossFit champion, world's fittest man oh, in history, Matthew Frazier. Dude, this guy, they just had the 2020 CrossFit Games. Drew went to me with the Jesus. 2019 CrossFit Games in person to watch him live. How is this the first Madison, time I'm hearing Wisconsin. about it? It was it was phenomenal. I I was fully torqued the entire awesome. time. I had to wear my bone. You're running a kick our ass. Oh, yeah, I did. But he is now the five back to back to back to back to back world's fittest man and when you watch it like you guys just have to like yeah dude's jacked i'm looking at it right now he's he's yeah he's short too but he's yeah he's not just winning these competitions he's he's demolishing everybody with him like no one's close it's insane when you watch him and everybody listening kettlebells everybody listening is not going to understand but like so for the CrossFit Games, it takes place like over three days. There's like three to four competitions a day. You get points where you play, right? He is beating people by like the last day. He doesn't have to even do any of the competitions. He's already won so many things that he's already crowned the champion of that year. I've never seen something in the modern era where whatever you want to call it, call it a sport, right. call it a competition, call it whatever you want, where someone is just so much better than everybody else and in his league. Dude, it's insane. The mind-blowing thing is if you look at him, you would not expect no. it. He, he's a short guy that's – he's not, like, absolutely jacked. He's fit. He's got big muscles. He's 5'7", he's not, 190 pounds. He is not this, like, freak of nature. And he can throw weight around. And so, these guys that are 6'5", 
like 250 that are, they can't do it because it's endurance and weightlifting and and stamina and all that. I mean, CrossFit brings in all these different things, but um, I I will say this. He, I so he is the five-time champion now, and the girl that's winning is Claire Tia Toomey is the four-time champion. The thing that they have in common is they both are Olympic level weightlifters. So they both Nick broke his or not Nick uh, Matt broke his back before he could make the Olympics in powerlifting, where uh, Claire Toomey went for the Australian and she I think got a bronze medal in the Olympics for powerlifting. So. They come from similar backgrounds, but it's just insane to watch somebody beat up other people in his. Le- so, so they have, but they both have a foundational background right. in something that's like powerlifting or something like that. Yeah, but like, like I've been saying, Matt, this year his points were he got over a thousand points, and then the next, like, that's not going to mean anything. But when I tell you the guy that got second place had four hundred points, that I mean, that's insane. Yeah, it's it's, destroying that's, the yeah. crowd. All right, Ty. So. Your third pick, you're up. Yep. All right. My third pick is going to be a little off the wall here. Few people will remember him, uh, but I do. He gave one of the best renditions of Carmen, Ohio that I've ever heard. His name is C. Grant, and he's a linebacker for the 2002 National Championship Ohio State Buckeyes. Wow. Um, like I said, wow. the reason I remember him is because he did at, at the like you know how you do like the celebration parade, whatever. Um, they did that for those Buckeyes in the shoe where everyone was allowed to pile into the shoe and it was a freezing cold day. Um, and he, he sang Carmen, Ohio for everybody. And it used to be my ringtone uh, for a little while. I was a freshman still drinking that Ohio state Kool-Aid. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my pick C grant from the O2 Buckeyes. All right. Wow. I mean, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I don't remember that. Oh, Google you. it. YouTube, YouTube it. I was 12. How am I going to remember a linebacker? What? No, but just YouTube the Carmen, Ohio rendition because it's it's pretty incredible. Dude, that to, that national championship team was like the one that I remember the most because I was Matt at Wilhelm. the age. You know, I was at the age. We all were at the age Mike where Doss. like you actually like cared about like sport. I don't know. For me, I cared about sports mean? at its like, in entirety. Like whereas now say, you, you can mean? you can. Yeah, but you're, now you can, know, you're going to remember the guys like Maurice Claret, like Yeah, Grenzel, that's, that's also Grenzel, in that era. Michael Jenkins, Chris Gamble. Yeah. I, I don't know the linebacker. Well, like, do you want one, one, one more off-the-wall guy from there? I have his autograph on a picture. His name is Brandon Brandon oh, Joe. Yeah, He's Brandon the full, Joe, the, the fullback. The fullback. Yeah. Brandon Joe, the running the fullback. back. The yep. fullback? Yep. Everybody loves fullbacks. Yep. That they do. Everybody loves a good fullback. Donnie Nicky. Donnie Nicky. <laughs> new chip. Uh, right, Mike so Nugent Nugent was on, on that team. team yeah. So, uh, Drew? Hawk. AJ yeah. Hawk. I'm going with my fullback that I've been waiting on. So, ever since Schindler started off the rip with one, I've been thinking of this guy. And you guys might have heard him. I can't wait to, to find out if you guys know his name. First name's Chris. Sounds like a normal guy. Last name, Fuamata Maafala. Yeah, I remember him. The Foo Man. <laughs> the Foo Man. No, he was the he was the fullback for Drone Bettis era, ninety eight to oh two. There's games where what team? Pittsburgh. He was Steelers. Yeah, I'm surprised and, Jerome Bettis needed a fullback considering he was built like one himself. He basically was. This 
He's from like American Samoa. Long hair, Troy Palomalu, hanging out the back of the helmet. I think he was number 45, and he would just destroy people. And when Pittsburgh was obliterating people like they usually did, they'd pull the bus, and they'd put Fu Man in. And, I I mean, he had, like, multiple 100-yard games himself. He was he, – he might be labeled, like, a backup running back. I don't know if he was actually a fullback, but he was built thicker than Jerome Bettis. We just had two brutes back Thicker? Thicker than Jerome Bettis. The dude was two people wide. Look up some Fu Man highlights. Chris Fuamatu Maafala. The name could barely fit on the back of the jersey. And he was a guy that nobody could dislike. Oh, there's a there's a hyphen? Yep. Yes. And, the, and, and, that's, a that's, and that's oh, his dude, real name, too. I was surprised. Thick. I figured Chris was just something he went by the opposing, to make it easier. The opposing team was cheering for the guy. I mean, nobody could hate him. Chris Fumata Mafala. Jim, this kind of reminds me of those refrigerator-sized people that about killed us that one. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was that was an experience right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, on to my last two picks, right? Is that where we're at? Okay. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to go with... Um, my second favorite basketball player of all time. And it's Pistol Pete Maravich. I I was going to say, is that, I thought Pistol Pete was and, Well, one. Michael Jordan was one. Um, and so I really love Pistol Pete. And the only reason why I'd say he's obscure, he's not obscure to a lot of people. If, like, you're, if you're older and listening to this, it's not obscure at all to like Pistol Pete. Or care about sports in general. But, yeah. But I would, well, I guess it's a little bit obscure for someone I would say our age to like actually care about him. And thank goodness YouTube was around because like I would just sit there and I remember even like in junior high and high school, I would lit the, literally sit there and watch before practice, before games, before whatever, just watch highlight videos of Pistol Pete Maravich doing some sick ass stuff. And uh, I mean, he's just he was he was revolutionary. He was like the Beatles, right? Like, like I mean, if you look back at the highlight tape, he had the haircut for it. If you if if you look back at the highlight tapes, and you see it, you're like, man, but like, look at what Russ Westbrook does nowadays, or James Harden does nowadays. They're not comparable, and they aren't. But what he did was completely different from anything anybody else has ever done at that time, and it transcended it into the point where his talent was comparable to stuff that was happening in still the, the 2000s and 90s, the way he handled the ball, the way his passes, some of that shit you still don't even ever see. It's his passing ability. You still never see that. So I don't know. I, th- I thought it was just awesome to watch those highlight videos, and I would just try to replicate everything he did. And it was a little bit obscure for someone who was in our generation, I think, to actually like him. I will say the most knowledge I have about Pistol Pete comes from you and our argument. I feel like we had an argument before we started the podcast when we were doing like house parties about would he be just as good as like Steph Curry is today? You know what I mean? If you took him, because you can't compare errors. You can't be like, well, no, Pistol, Pistol Pete dribbled with his hand on top of the ball and Russell Westbrook's allowed to carry it. I'm going to go old man on that one. But. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, um, what? Jesus fucking Christ. What I'm talking about is like 
that was never done before. You know what I mean? And, and he didn't have like training, and like they probably drank beer after games. Oh, whereas yeah. like you know, guys today are like doing supplements, and so if you took like you can't compare like eras like that, but if you took him and brought him to the now the modern era, do you think he'd be just as good, or do you think it was a, it was like the kind of like a Babe Ruth, like just just back Babe then? He was only- it's a thing. It's like. Today's game relies more fa- on athleticism than it did back then. Which it's is, an unfair comparison. That's what I'm going But if you want, that's what I was going to say. It's not, it's not fair to it's not fair to compare forward like up. It's not fair to take athletes from eras where they weren't athletes and bring them into the era of the super athlete. Yes, everybody today could play back then, but not everybody back then had the athleticism to play but now. That's just if, not if you phrase the question as how transcendent. I think this is where we had our argument, Goo, is how transcendent was he? And you were saying, like, because we, we had the comparison, like, what was more revolutionary? Steph Curry sitting a million feet behind the three-point line, and then now you have other guys doing that shit as well, like the Trey Youngs. You've got the the Dame Lillards. They sit, like, a million feet behind the line and are draining threes. That's the type of shit that Pistol Pete did in college when there wasn't a three-point line. Well, he was, no he, three and point he was draining line. NBA threes when there wasn't even a three-point line to begin with. Yeah. That was before they even put in the regular one. So, like, they had people go back and, like, look at how far back some of his shots were, and that's without even getting extra points for it. So, like, my point is, like, my, or was during that argument was, like, he was more revolutionary possibly than Steph Curry is now. Now, are they the same guy? No, they're not. And, they, and he... He would get demolished if he played nowadays. But you you know what I mean. And that's why it's impossible to compare. I, I'm, you know, yeah, generations. Right. I, I'm I'm with you 100 percent that Pistol Pete was insane back in the day. I was just trying to like everyone always does like maybe not that far back to nowadays, but they always try to do the Michael Jordan versus like LeBron James thing. And I'm like Michael Jordan back then, I think would have got killed by LeBron now. But if Michael Jordan could have trained. Like yeah, LeBron it, is currently training. It might be it a different all, it story. All hinges, I mean, it's the same argument with golf. Like, give Jack Nicholas the cl- the clubs that Tiger used. He'd be even more. And that's confident. even different. That's even, in my opinion, that's even more equipment based and more uh, than than well, technology based. Yeah. Whereas whereas basketball is more about the the training leading up yeah, in the, the, the in the practice leading up. What you know, if you if you're if you're five years old and you can and you can dribble behind your back right now there was nba players that couldn't dribble behind their back at that age at that right. era yeah you know yeah. what i mean so it's, it's you can't you can't replace that so oh yeah this will be great pick all right your my last pick. pick is i'm gonna go with charlie batch and <laughs> Chaz batch. batch so he was a backup for the lions for a while and, and the Steelers. And the Steelers. The Steelers was after the Lions. But correct. that's when he really got his name, was when he was a backup for the Steelers mm-hmm. because he would come in for, you know, the injured Big Ben and whatnot, but for actual good teams. But when he was for the Lions, it was always the situation where the Lions sucked and you had someone like Joey Harrington, John Kitten, those those types of guys in a starter. And you would be you would be almost excited when the starting quarterback would go down because you're like, you know what? We got Chaz back, 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 back there. 
And <laughs> there's a chance we could come back because and actually win a fucking game because no shot. he that's, actually had that's surprising that, that was... he actually had some talent. And so it was only and, and we were such, you're so jaded as a fan of the Lions that you're like got like you're talking to a Bengals I know, fan. But, you're I'm at, that's surprising that that was your mentality that, ooh, Chaz Batch could come in, he could win us this game. Because in my head, the backup comes in and you're like, yes, we're definitely going to lose this game uh, and we're going to yeah. get the See, first See, but game. I was a young, naive kid. And so wow. Charlie Batch, yeah. I was like, man, like I know Joey Harrington's not getting the start. <laughs> Clearly, Joey was the starter for a reason. He was a better quarterback. But it, for me, it was like, God, like uh, I – I just I'd like to see a change, you know, like maybe maybe we got a chance if, if we get Charlie in there. And you've got the video game aspect where like Charlie Batch was like I remember in one of the video games, he was Big. actually better than Joey Harrington as like the starter or whatever. And I remember always playing with the Lions and I would just immediately swap him in there because he had a little bit of mobility too. And it was it was great to have some freedom there. So I, I have some comments on Chaz Batch because it fits in right with that 98 to 2001s when he's on the Lions. And so that's like the peak of when sports, like you understand them as a kid and when they're the biggest yep. deal. And he actually started like in the year 2000, he started all 15 games for Detroit and was 13 touchdowns, 15 interceptions. <laughs> So I mean, he wasn't like a stud, but but the the crazy thing is, he was on Detroit for four years, and his the rest of his career is on Pittsburgh. He's on Pittsburgh for nine yeah, years. Yeah, just sitting in the background as a backup. Yeah, and and uh, we we blessed him with two Super Bowl wins. Yeah, two time Super Bowl champions. <laughs> Daniel Tosh, has, Charlie Batch. Daniel Tosh has that joke about Brett Favre. It's like. Everyone's like, well, why is he going to tire? And it's like, hey, how much does a backup quarterback make? And it's like a couple million. You're like, all right, I'll do that. And then you get too old. It's like, how much does a, was a practice quarterback make? And it's like a couple hundred thousand. All right, I'll do that. How much does a backup practice athlete make? Oh, it's a hundred thousand. Yeah, I'll keep doing that. I'll keep doing that until I can't move. Time yeah. about Charlie Bass today is 45. So he's like how many years older than Tom Brady? Like three? How old is Tom Brady now? Tom, yeah. Oh, 42? Yeah. Is no, 41. Yeah, but he's he's that, and that just goes to show how crazy it is for Tom Brady to still be in the NFL doing the stuff he is. The Tom dude's Brady, like 43. Tom Brady has had the, the, the blessed uh, regimen yeah, of but, Alex Guerrero. I don't think Chaz Batch had the uh, the health and the, the, yeah, the know, wellness but, guidance of, of, of a, of a soothsayer, I, I guess. Yeah. When I think of Charlie Batch, I also think – the equivalent is a Bruce Gradkowski. I was just gonna say the only the person that comes like, to mind immediately is Bruce Gradkowski. They're both e- the, like they're both Mac quarterback. I mean, Char- Chaz Batch went to Eastern Michigan and Gradkowski went to Toledo. They're both Mac quarterbacks. Got some action in there, action, baby. And yeah, I mean, the Mac just produces NFL studs. That's that's yeah, proven. But anyway, that's a good Big pick. Ben. I like Charlie Batch. Big, Big Ben's out of the Mac as well. All right, Absolutely. let's finish her off. So, all right, from for my Green last flash, one, um, the list kind of went a different way than I thought it would. So I had one pop in my head as we we're talking through this. My last one's going to be the one and only 
Jamal Crawford. J. Crawl. And this guy, <laughs> J. Crawl. Okay, okay. He, he is probably my favorite to this day NBA player. He's been in the league forever. And he still, at his old age, has some moments where he is the smoothest player on any court of the night. Like, he's got the smoothest stroke. He's just a straight G. Like, he'll go up and throw 40 points, and the next day have four points. And the number one reason is, similar, kept talking about Pistol Pete, and I was thinking back to when we played, like, NBA 2K. And I could not be beaten yeah. when I had Dude, Jay <laughs> I would pull up from any angle of the court, and I had his shot down. And I knew how long to hold the button so well. Like, it was would it, unreal. Would it, would I'd, it go, fair to I'd go 15 would, for 20 from three with Jay Crawl in a game. Would it be fair to say that you would poop dick with Jay Crawl? Absolutely. He'd have 70 points. That's where the definition of poop dicking even started was with the Bendeley crew. It was Drew and, right. Drew and Seth. Oh, it God. was... Just those guys would pick. They would pick a guy that they were going to shoot every, and we started calling it poop dicking. Like anytime you would just (laughs) shoot only with one guy coming down the court, and that guy would end up being on fire, and you wouldn't even play. Yeah, couldn't stop it. And it it was always frustrating. That's the reason the name came about because it was frustrating because you couldn't stop it. It is like it was a thing that it was unstoppable. It was so good. They you guys classified it as cheating because we had like this cheat code that we were too good with the player. It all it's only because you would get so good with learning how long to hold their shot because you you learn their you know how like whenever they cheat. It's almost it's, like Larry Bird had. Larry it's basically Bird had a weird when they changed the, the way um, there was a transition with the NBA games, like NBA Live and 2K, and you know when there was that transition back to 2K, and it was only 2K. They went to a, a shot style where if you knew the shot form and you knew what it was supposed to look like, you knew when to release the button, which is when you would release the ball. And because of that, like the first several years of that was very, it, it was prone to be poop dick really i mean like you, you could just learn the one guy's shot and just come down the court at any place in any time no no in and out no in and like out motion ball. yeah it was like some, through ball and fifa almost like the through ball and FIFA whatever it was yeah whatever <laughs> 08 or six or crest crest but is. anyway it they they invent they made us invent that term and uh it was always with the most obscure players too i'm trying to think of who else you poop dick with it was just guys that like had a uh, easy like almost half a second kind of old shot. I had a, another shot. one was uh, Gilbert yes, Arenas yes, for me. Fuck you. Mm. Uh, but I I I would have to intentionally not play with Jamal Crawford because I could not be beat with him. I mean, it was it was unfair. It was laughable. Oh it was it was and it was it was laughable for me because of how pissed off the opponent would get. When I'd come down, do a little, you know, in between the legs, do a fadeaway three and just drain it in their face where it wasn't realistic whatsoever, but it would happen, you know, And five another times person in a row. who's guilty of poop dicking is our buddy Keith. He's the ultimate poop dicking. But 
Kip. With the I mean, that's, that's that's how he plays NBA, NBA Jam. Plays still. He, 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 he just, has once slow paced me. He lip me in NBA Jam. Whole gated. Whole gate. Sorry, no, not lip sick. Oh, he whole gated me. That's the fucking kind of thing he does. <laughs> it's funny. Dude, an NBA Jam where like, you literally yeah. have to shoot the ball in like ten seconds. Twenty four. Twenty four seconds. <laughs> it, it then, I, that's such a stupid. Like that's. I'm not surprised by the the, the all time. Defensive defensive hustler from Audible basketball. I am not surprised he tried it, to just full court press it. Well, no, he doesn't. Just no, he doesn't full court press. He gets the ball and holds it until the very last. Well, NBA minutes. Jam. He's a defensive guy. He tries to minimize minimize the number of offensive possessions on a video. And game. Not just a video game, but the video game where it's supposed NBA to be jam. nothing but fast breaks. The easy. You could jump yeah. twenty feet over the rim and keep. And he's actually good at it. I think he beat me holgating. But uh, the other thing that he always did was when we would be playing Texas Hold'em, he would literally tell you his cards. Oh. He would tell, tell you his, his hand. hand. Yeah. And yeah. 90% of the time he would be actually telling you his hand. But then there would be that like 10% of the time where you just you just never knew how to take it because you're like, like, I think he's probably telling me his cards. Yeah. But... It would be pretty smart of him not to tell me his cards in this situation, and you'd overread right. it every single he, time. He made you. He made you do mind games within your own. It was the own. fucking yep. work. Yeah, mind. like you were playing mind games with yourself, and you could never tell. You could never tell. You feel like such an asshole when you, and you'd feel like such an asshole when you're like, no, he's lying. Yeah, this time. and you could never tell with his facial expressions and his. Yeah, like there's a yeah. full house. Yeah, because then he lays his cards down. He's like, I told you what I had. Yeah, he. Yeah. There's no poker face, literally none, because. He's and I think, and I think the entire time he did that, I think the entire well, time he did that, face. he right. was like I said, I, I said ninety percent. It was probably more like seventy percent of the time he actually told us the cards, and we always assumed it was maybe closer to fifty percent or forty percent of the chance that he was actually telling us the cards. But it was, I, I would bet if we would track it and look back, we had it all videotaped somehow. And would look back. I bet it was 70, 80% of the time he told, if he told you your car, his cards is because he had those cards. Nobody, it Jack wasn't shit. always jack shit. Sometimes he'd yeah, tell you when just, he had something too. It was, it was whenever. Right. Yeah. It was a wild, I mean, <laughs> it would sound idiotic to somebody that would come up to the table and play against him. You'd be like, well, this is going to be easy, but I'm, it was not. I mean, it's not like we were learning his strategy for the first time every time. We knew what he was going to do, and he still we, would make it effective. Like we That's played the crazy part. Every single time, and you still couldn't let Drew say and learn it. Like his, There was no rhyme or reason why he was telling you the times that he had his cars and the times I mean, he doesn't, almost. Knowing, knowing Kip, what comes out of his mouth half the time is so random, like eat the carcass. Period, blood pops. <laughs> Barely, I can barely imagine what he's doing on a mind fucking kind of game. Yeah, he was crazy. Yeah. I st- yeah. All, right, right. All right, so all right, Ty, you're up. Yeah, Ty. Yeah. So my pick has been kind of skewed by everybody's picking of basketball players. I haven't picked a basketball player yet. Um, Spud Webb. Sorry, I did pick a basketball player. <laughs> Holy shit. Spud Webb, you're right. I haven't picked the baseball. I haven't picked for the, the baseball hardo. He hasn't right, picked the baseball go, player. There you go. There you go. Yet. 
it's because I have got a bunch, but I don't have anything to say about them really. I mean, I'm just going to rattle off a bunch of names at the end for honorable mentions for baseball players. My pick for this one is going to be oh. Jameer Nelson. Uh, the reason being, not because he was an Orlando Magic point guard, but because he was a St. Joseph's point guard in 2004, the closest I've ever been to winning in a March Madness pool. So I had picked, because I was watching as a kid in 2004, I was watching Jameer Nelson play. I was a big fan of how he played. They made it to the Elite Eight. They lost to, it looks like, Oklahoma State. But if, if uh, they made it to the Final Four, I guaranteed myself a spot in the top two of my dad's work pool or whatever as a kid. So that was a big deal. Uh, but Jameer Nelson, and then playing with Jameer. So I'm a transient NBA fan. I've been a fan of the Magic, you can just say the Lakers, trans. the Cavs, the Celtics. No, well, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just not a fan of the NBA. I've tried three or four different times to get into it, and I can't. It's just impossible. Uh, I don't find, the, find it fun. But when I'd play NBA, whatever it was, 2008, I'd play with Jameer Nelson you demolished and Dwight me Howard. On a nightly was, basis. Yeah. It was, that it was, was high school not even for close. us. Because Dwight I mean you just you just probably insane. Well yeah, yeah. So you just once you figure out how to alley. It was Jameer Nelson, you, Dwight Howard. And that's you, all you're gonna done. do. You have the biggest guy in the best passer. Yeah. What wasn't uh wasn't Jameer Nelson on the same team in college as Dante West? Wasn't those two yes. at St. Yes. Joe? Yes. I yeah, those two are dominant. And St. So, Joe was like a relevant they, college yeah. basketball team back then. Like everybody would watch, like the they were ranked top 25. They were like a school that people were looking up where they were. They haven't been relevant since. St. Joe's I don't mean, Oh, no, by the way, they have not. Dude, I didn't back in the day, they were like a, a force to be reckoned with. Like St. Joe would, would be that team that just ran through their – they're like the Gonzaga. By the way, Ty threw in a, and he digressed, so I'll give him credit here. But he like he threw in a, you know, I was like gonna be uh, top two in my dad's work pool for March Madness. Like he's kind of going into one of those explanations, and he just kind of like trailed off and stopped because he realized no one gives a fuck about how you're. It's like it's like the no, it's like the fantasy football. It said that you. Patrick, and now out of nowhere. No, no, no. Well, hold on. No, I'm, 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 I'm giving you credit, Ty. I'm giving you credit. You realize nobody cared. Brian Fitzpatrick was a top 10 quarterback, and now he's fucking benched. Yeah, no one I'm, cared. But at Go the on, time, Ty, and I have a comment after it. But at the go time, on. it was like oh, a big I, deal. I get it, You're yeah. like a kid, and you're like, oh, I'm smarter sure. than all these old people. But then, so you realize, I, then you get old I, and you realize, then you get old and you realize that all those old people don't have any fucking time to pay attention to the stuff that you're paying attention to as like a 12-year-old. Okay, but I I found it funny that you're like they lost the Elite Eight, so you were, you I was were one out away by the time they four. right, and that's what you're excited about. I've I've won some March Madness pools before, and it's just funny that know, that's I'm the closest you've ever been. And because of the one player of I, of the team, I'm the worst sports person here. I was gonna say I'm I basically I call yeah, my my like, spritz, or my my picks the answer key every year because oh, I think up. I win every year. Yeah. Uh, you're an no, I didn't realize Jameer Nelson was in the league after he left the Magic. He just bounced around from team to team to team, and he only got out in 2018. He played for. He reminds me of a Ty Lawson. Yeah, he played yeah, for that's actually years. super surprising that he played till 2018 because I 
You could have told yeah, me he everybody was just done. You could have told me he died the magic, in right? And then he went. <laughs> everyone Jesus. remembers the magic. He was there for ten years, and then he was in. He was at Dallas for one, Celtics for two, Denver for two, uh, New Orleans for was that one and a half, the Pistons for a half, and then he's done. Like I, I could, I wouldn't have ever. Ryan him. Fitzpatrick of of NBA points. Is isn't it New Orleans? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I New thought we said that a little funky. New Orleans. He said New Orleans, but New Orleans. I don't know. Nolans. It's Louisville. It's Louisville. Nola. Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. It's, it's not New York. It's not Louisville. It's Louisville. We're from Newark, Ohio. All right, All right. Goo, you're Goo, last right. pick. This is my last. Round this is probably going to be the then most get... mainstream pick I'm going to have, and I think he's a pretty popular person. Uh, Can I guess it? Can yeah, I guess, I guess it? it? Max Verstappen. You are dangerously close. I had Verstappen down here, but I think he's kind of a douche off the uh, track. Okay, then it's. I knew it was going to be F one. I had Lewis yeah, Hamilton exactly, exactly. written down. You had Lewis and, Hamilton. Uh, I, I don't know like yep. Lewis Hamilton. All right, so Drew, if you had a pick of the next F one person, it is an F one person. He was dangerously close. Who do you think it is? It's a uh, I it's something with the. It's the Ferrari driver. I can't oh, think of the name. Charles? No. It's uh but but same age, Lando Norris for McLaren. I I really like watching Lando Norris. He's not he has won a few and gotten podiums this year. It's kinda hard to beat Mercedes. They just spend more than everybody else. But it's just great watching him because he's like he's happy to win when everyone else is just like seems like they're fucking pissed off to be there and to be interviewed. And he's only 20 years old. I think he was a pro F1 guy at like 16 or some. So him and um, Charles, the Ferrari guy, do yeah Leclerc, yeah Leclerc, yeah yeah Charles Leclerc or whatever. They're the two youngest right now, and Leclerc has been pretty good. I think I just like watching Lando Norris because I don't know when you think of F1, you you think McLaren is going to be good, and they just haven't been good in so long. And to watch Lando Norris come up as like a person who's actually having fun, actually fun to watch because he's actually having fun. And when you get those like cockpit interactions, Verstappen is a fucking dick to his pit crew. I mean, when he's on the mic, he's yeah. like, "What the fuck's this guy doing?" Like, I, I was in the pits for four tenths of a second. Like, that's a, is this that's a reality show? Or Norris, or it... No, no, it, it's no, no. So, okay, F one in general. Yeah, it, I was gonna say like for, it's for just the uninitiated. It's heads it. over tails more prestigious well, yeah, than yeah. NASCAR. Yes, NASCAR yes. is that redneck sport. F one is all the money, and so there's a Netflix series, Formula One Drive to Survive that goes through. It, it is good. I mean, even if you don't like racing, it's it's good to watch. They go through each team, and they show you their facilities. They show you their team members. It's it's awesome because it's all prestigious and so much money. And if you look at like the money spent, it's, it's insane. Like three hundred fifty million for Mercedes racing team versus the the next best would be like Ferrari. Yeah. Ferrari's right and, there. Uh, if you look, Mercedes, if you look Ferrari at the Red Bull spend the absolute most, but but the the money spent and the positioning are they directly correlate. So it's kind of unfair it, in that sense, but it, it's, it's it's funny to hear you guys talk agree. about it because I work with directly with a bunch of people who are legit like 
very much you should as a tire yeah, person like very much fans you know like and they like even some of some of them yeah. or people we like look to hire and we interview all the time are like engineers for these companies like in the in the crew you know like <clears throat> doing legit um on track engineering and stuff and like it's funny because i'm the only one that has no, no fucking on. clue just does doesn't care doesn't care doesn't have have any interest and i feel a little bit bad about it but like everybody else cares and can hold a conversation it's like me and talking to football about you know me talking to ty about football or whatever ohio state football that's how they talk or can talk about racing i don't think they go overboard where it's like obnoxious like no one no one's annoying about it but they clearly all know you know, and they'll come in. Yeah, and they'll guy. come in and say stuff, Kevin and I'm Maxson, like, dude, no fucking know. clue, no clue. The only but the only reason it, I have any clue who any of these guys are is because Bill Burr is into F1, so yeah, he talks about. That's it the only, only reason I know these podcast. names that they're saying. And I so, just but, I just hear him. They just hear him t- that that Netflix series is not. It's not, not hard to watch, and if that gives you a lot of good information that you'd be I, able to hold a conversation with those guys a little bit. It well, usually I'll, I'll fit in by watching it. Series. So I wasn't, I'm only new to F1 for like the past, Drew, we talked about going to like a race when it was like going to be in the U.S. I think COVID might have shut that down. But uh, I'm yeah. like two years in. I, I started watching because my coworker was really big into it. And so like I watched it like maybe – half a season before the F1 series came out, so I still didn't know who these guys are. You just, like, I didn't appreciate the F1 series at all until you watched this Netflix series because you don't know anything. I'm like, Mercedes is going to win every time. And then you realize they're, they're winning because they're spending more. They're spending a lot fucking more. So it, it's, a, it's a cool dynamic. They have triple the yeah. amount of people working for the team. Yeah, they just, they just spend it on resources and they can produce uh more power and and uh all the physics that are involved then you get in into it. like I mean, the only it's, yeah, the it's only down to that science the engines are honda now makes the engines for red bull renault makes the engines for renault and ferrari and then mercedes makes the yeah, engines like, for everybody uh, else they like cross so everyone's using they're they're all cross contaminated, but they, but they don't give right. them the good That's engines the that can beat them. Can you imagine a sport where you're getting golf clubs. It's not as yeah, much your engines though as a lot yeah. of the other shit that they do. The tuning and all that I shit think is it a is lot because it's a it's it's so much more than you think. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but like, Hunt, or Red Bull dropped uh, Renault as their engine maker because they're like, you aren't giving us the engines you're running. We have a better pit crew. We're spending more on everything else. You're, the engines you're giving us aren't running as hot as they're running with you guys. So, like, there's a little bit, there's a little yeah, bit in there. Could be. All right, let's move. Games on. What's, what's going next? on? Who's on next? We don't. We gotta, so that's the last pick. We got to pick. We got to pick who the winner is, and then we can do honorable mentions because we can't pick right. honorable mentions ahead yeah, of yeah. the winner because I knew who tied. I'm voting off. Who, what's the order of what that's we do? Well, I mean, it's kind of a free for all here at the beginning, but you like to jostle yourself to no, the front I, of the pick. I, 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 I think I'll go first. I'll go first. I'll tell you who I think should not win, and it's Goo. And what? I have the most obscure athlete. <laughs> the <laughs> reason you yeah, they were obscure. One of them, in my opinion, wasn't an athlete, and that's oh the, that's God. the dude 
playing video games. <laughs> I just don't like. I, I'm, I'm not, in the back. The game, I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not uh, a talent or a skill or anything. I just don't think it's a sport. So that's for that reason. Fuck off. <laughs> All right. Who's next? I'll go next, and uh, I agree with Shim, but wow. for different reasoning. I I agree with Shim just because I I thought I my my thoughts coming into this round. I had too much hype behind. Oh my Goo. gosh! We had it had a little it had a little too much build up, and it sucks that that's the case. So I look at the list, and I don't. I mean, I I think I could vote yeah. somebody else off, but no, no, the Goose problem is, is that we double recorded, and no, my see, first he, pick he, blew you all out of the water. No, so okay, let's, let's that go back is there. okay. The Trump. Yeah, here's the thing. Here's the thing. All of your faces, your jaws dropped. So the second time I had to say Joseph Belmonte, is you're so like, oh, yeah, we know who is the best is <laughs> bowler. But here's the thing. It, this is this is this is gamesmanship on their part to get you out. You. <laughs> this is bullshit. And I, I am not going to vote for you. I am not. All right, Drew, make it. I don't know. I'll vote for Drew. No, no, no. Drew, make his pick. Because is it Goo? I I voted for Goo, yeah. All right, we're going to have a first here, Aaron, because I'm going to make a pick, and it's Uh not going to be you because I really like your list. My my pick is going to be Drew. Drew, who did you have? Uh Drew had uh, Joey Chestnut. Uh, Travis Pastrana, and Jay Craw. So it comes down to an Aaron pick, have. which he could. I don't know how we do this. No, 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 no. Who do you have? On the you. Who do you have on so list? we have a pop. Uh, uh, hey, let, let's let's run through them real quick. So you had Jason Belmonte, Nick Merckx, Matt Frazier, Lando Norris. F1 driver. Ty had Spud Webb, Corey Dillon, football, C. Grant, football, Jameer Nelson, basketball. I had Joey Chestnut, hot dog eater, China, <laughs> dirt bike, Chris Ferramata, Maapala, football, so. J. Carl, basketball, Jory Slushing, Corey Slushinger, Scooty Pen, Scooty Pen, Pistol Pete, and Charlie Batch were shims. So we have a two we have a two way draw here. I don't know I don't how know. we handle this. This is actually kind of fun. We have to come up with something right now. How about we're both out and now we we pick the top two? No, 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 You're... no, no, no. We got to do something where one of us gets kicked off because the next round I think is the most crucial round. All right. So how how about we have a, a fire yes. off? You guys, you I, guys I throw another one out there, and we vote. Okay. Okay. Well, I already I already said it earlier. Lewis Hamilton. You was, picked the was best my one F1 driver for, for Mercedes when I've already went through Mercedes. Well, pick but Aaron. F but that F one is ob, it's obscure. But that okay. F one's obscure. Here's the thing. Eddie Hall. You, just pick one. Just pick something. He's the most guy to ever lift weight so from the board. He's the strongest <laughs> man in history. Eddie See? fucking Hall from yeah, England, no. Burberry. The beast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I want to run. I want to run through a wall now. So here, Aaron. That's why I wanted you to pick. Holy shit! Because I pick Aaron to go through the next round. All right, all right. Gratefully, so I don't. I don't have anything oh that enthusiastic. I, I yeah. I like Eddie Hall. 
I should right. Eddie Hall over there over in Lando North, to be quite honest. Eddie Hall is like it. Boot. A.K.A. Strongest man ever lived. All right, well, so how do we do Brian this now? Brian Shaw has won more championships. All right, now it's... I, I don't know. I always get lost in who does who who who. How about we, you go? Uh, the order that we go in here. <laughs> Jordan's gonna vote for me. me. Uh, so okay, in, in... so so Jordan Jordan. Votes <laughs> for me. So Ty, you Whoa, can vote for me. Hold on, you don't Jordan. know that. So, you don't know yes, that. Yes, I do. How you were gonna kick me off the first <laughs> well, no. round? I barely make it to the second so, round. In, in, Why would you goo, change your vote goo. now? Correct, correct, Think, correct. So in an effort have to change, you got a fucking gamer. So in an effort. In an effort to keep myself alive, and I just said the last time Ooh, I like Aaron. Right. Jordan, Jordan. That was good. That was smart. Get the fuck out of here. I should have went first. All right, you two losers vote for us now. <laughs> all right. Ty. So, all right. I, so I now you're against you and Ty. Um, <laughs> I, I, I honestly just don't think he just qualifies. Oh, my gosh. He gets DQ'd, in my opinion. Get the fuck okay, out so, of here. No, I'm, I'm pulling a curveball here. As I did vote for Goo in the first round, Ty went two basketball and two football. And Corey Dillon was I, – I don't think ties were obscure mm. as Goo. So when the list yeah, was as obscure not, not athletes – Not necessarily obscure. My <laughs> – or, or Split Wet, who won a dunk competition. He was, and he, he was he's short. He was pretty popular. He was more obscure than Corey Dillon. He's a, he's a novelty. He's a novelty. And then Jameer yeah, Nelson, which I'm sure was an all star at some point. So, oh shit! I, uh, I got to pick up another. Nope, timeout. Now we get the runoff. You've convinced me. I think. Uh, actually, hold on. No, let's let's. Nope. Fuck you. After seeing him, <laughs> after seeing him light up like that. Nope. <laughs> what? What? Could you imagine Schumer yeah. voting the There's first no pick off his no goo, way. and then he's no. like, you know what? He's the winner. He's the no. winner. That's too much fraud in an episode. Right, so <laughs> we need to go ahead and give us an honorable mention, guys. All right, Ty, you go first. <laughs> my my honorable mention. Here comes baseball players. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. That's what I saved him for. Um, my honorable mention is a second baseman from oh, the 1990s Reds named Pokey uh, Reese. Are you kidding me? Do you see what I'm fucking wearing? This is my boy. He's in the soft spot. Put the cream of the crop always rise <laughs> to the top. My fucking pick. I'm wearing the fucking shirt. Let's go. Oh my Jesus. god. Is, is, uh, it's my all right, dude. I didn't actually hear your pick through that. Well. <laughs> Holy shit! I picked Ty for the win again. <laughs> And I, I can't. <laughs> I can't exclaim how much I'm glad that I'm. I did not pick you. <laughs> this is all right. Oh, I knew God. it was going to be hard to pick a winner because it, it's like it's tough to get solid opinions off of this. But it it blows my mind Stupid. that Ty's going to win this yeah, with his picks. One. Do you want another one? Do you want another? I pick? actually had that. So yes, Willie Mopena. I had that as an honorable mention. <laughs> all right, that's good. That's good. Yeah, it's fucking Mark Ty. Do you want to get excited again? Goddamn shirt, Club Trillion. The man's book is phenomenal. Not that obscure. He's not he that obscure, though. The only he reason is, he is famous yeah, is he, is. he was a yeah, bench he's player. He's a bench player his whole that's career. Fair. That's he's fair. That's shark, fair. Man. Come on. Yeah, I yeah. met him. I met him that's at my in Indianapolis uh, last Big Ten championship. Very cool dude. 
That's a good point. Well, I wasn't. Right, I, was, I was just throwing it out. I think I already won. I'm just throwing it out. All right, Ty won. Mention but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, Ty, that's Ty somehow, Ty somehow won. Oh, so I'm going to run through them quick because I've got a lot. Jaquel Foster, Ohio State basketball player, phenomenal three-point shooter. Terrence Diles won us a Big Ten championship basketball. Brent Darby, already mentioned yeah. him. Kenyon Rambo. Mm-hmm. No, fuck him. Did you, say Matt Sylvester? Uh, did you say Matt Sylvester? Yeah, that's the only good hey, thing he, he won, did. He shot a lot of threes that missed. And Kenyon Rambo, ultimate great name, great <laughs> wide receiver for the Buckeyes back with uh, old uh, Steve Belisari. That was way back. Um, I had Pierre Emmerich Abamayang, just simply name alone on, on FIFA. When you hear someone yell, Pierre Emmerich Abamayang, as he's going down the sidelines, great name. Um, then I had some Reds players where Ty is going to love. I had Willie Mopena, Felipe Lopez. Great shortstop. Couldn't yep. hit, but Felipe, hey. Shortstop for the 2000s. He's a great defensive player. Dimitri nope. Young. Defensive. Bronson Defensive. Arroyo. And Ryan Friel. Yeah, big guy. R.I.P. Douche. That's mine. Ryan Friel, R.I.P. Um, the, only other, the only other Reds that I had were Eddie Taubensey. He was a 1990s catcher. Um, yep. And then Scott Sullivan. He was kind of a submarine reliever, also on the 90s teams. Speaking of uh, meeting Goose, guys Goose. in bars, I'm, Goose, I met Goose Bronson Goose. Rory yeah, I, I did as well. a bar in Cincinnati. We were at the same thing. And uh, it, it could have been. I just remember I walked up to him and I, um, like, I wasn't, I didn't, like, invade his personal space, but we were start up small talk. And I just remember telling him that I was an Indians fan. I felt like that was, you know what? That was, like, oh, cool. that was my brother's and, uh, bachelor party. You, you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Goose Goose uh, left the stage in anger. Anybody else have any honorable? Well, you walked away for a little bit. Hey. You got any honorable mentions, Goose? I mean, second place. You had a good list. Oh my gosh! I could. (laughs) I mean, I probably could go on with more people to give me more time, but I feel like I threw out Eddie Hall. There's. uh, Was it? Brian Shaw, the actual world's strongest man. If you're going with CrossFit, you got Claire Tia Toomey, you got Ben Smith, you got Matt Frazier. Like the list just goes on and on and on. Charles Fenson for bowling. I mean, incredible list. I'm going to shout Ooh, out. We didn't go any soccer player. Uh, Fernando Torres. All the, all the. I, yeah, well, Jordan had Pierre Pierre or Bamiang as an honorable mention, but. Think of, uh, think of how many you got Tevez. all the Dostovic, Blasikovsky, Lewandowski, all the. I was going to say, uh, what, was, what was the German that Keith always would yell? Who lives yeah, in a pineapple the... under the sea? Lukas Podolski. Or Didier Drogba. Didier Drogba. I mean, Strand Weinsteiger. Great name. Weinsteiger. That's a good one. There's tons of good names. Robin. I mean,. What are what are some other good names in FIFA over the years? I feel like there was a ton of them, and I'm just like Ibrahimovic is going to be good. All the Torreses are good. All the runs. Yeah, about the way Andy North and and uh, what is what's the other Gray? What Martin Martin Absolute Tyler Martin Tyler. Yeah, Martin the way Tyler. they said those names was that the was best. Not, so they would yell. That was what it was, was about. 
Steven Gerrard. Steven Gerrard was on those Liverpool you got teams a lot with of pretty uh, Fernando good Torres. British players. I mean, um, fuck, who was the dude that got uh, Wayne Rooney? I mean, who was also the Brian short guy Rooney? that played with Ian Robin on their um, world? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. That's not Terry? the name. You talk about international right? team. Yeah, international teams. Ian Robin, he plays for. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. Fuck, I know he's a short he guy. And he's only there for like. Is that the Netherlands? Uh, I mean, you got Gareth Bale for the Wales. I don't, I don't remember who the guy that played with Ian Robin. He's like a small white guy, obviously, but he has. Yeah, they yeah. no, it wasn't. Okay, so it the wasn't Dutch. Wales. Got, it was the Netherlands. He's it was short, Dutch. and he had a sleeve tattoo, um, and everyone had his jersey after that. It wasn't Van Persie. Well, it was Van their, Persie's a boss. It was their middle, Van Persie plays uh, middle Someone's mid. yelling right now at at us. Like, yeah, I know exactly who this fucking guy is. Oh, my God. Yeah, someone's screaming. I don't know. They I, might I not almost be, got though. his jersey. He was sick. I forget who it was. Short we guy, could, brown hair, buzz cut. We could probably do a, I don't know if Drew Soccer played FIFA one? enough. I don't think he played FIFA at all. But. If it weren't for Drew, we no. could do a FIFA four pack. No. Just Padol. straight we up, do a FIFA like name. best play, best like, your favorite FIFA players. But anywho, um, yeah, Van yeah. And thanks for sticking with us this long. <laughs> yeah, follow us uh, on Instagram and Twitter at yes, Four Pod, the number four. Chirp us, chirp us. Uh, which obscure athletes were your favorite? Uh, I'm sure this list could go forever. Everybody has their own, so I'm actually very curious to see. Yes, yeah. But tweet us, your tweet us yours. Throw, yeah, just tell us, us your favorite obscure athletes yeah. and yeah. who you thought fuck actually. Fuck love, and tell, tell, if you like mine. Thank tell you. Goo actually. Tell Goo to fuck. We don't care. Who one. Just tell us your. That's why I want to see. Yeah, yeah. Peace, peace and love, baby. <laughs> peace out.